Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of MedTalks, the coronavirus edition. These are unprecedented times. I sure didn't expect to be in this position seven months into my first year as a junior doctor. A completely new strain of coronavirus has surfaced and it has come from the wet markets in China where hygiene standards are poor and virus carrying animals, dead or alive, are being sold. Over the last few months since this outbreak began, we've been bombarded with all sorts of information about this virus and sometimes it can be difficult to know whether all of this is true or whether it is a myth. So without further ado, here is coronavirus, fact or fiction. The first one, which seems to be grabbing most of the headlines, is all about the use of ibuprofen to treat coronavirus. As with many other common respiratory viruses, there is no specific antiviral medication and the management is just supportive, so in other words, regular paracetamol and ensuring good hydration. Now where this debate about ibuprofen has surfaced is that a doctor working in a hospital in France raised the alarm regarding the use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs such as ibuprofen by saying that they are risky to use if you have an, a fever or an infection. This was as a result of research papers which were published in a well-known journal called The Lancet by researchers in Switzerland and Greece, suggesting that ibuprofen can worsen the immune response in coronavirus through certain effects on proteins within the body. This then led a minister in France tweeting about the dangers of using ibuprofen and it then spiralled out of control through social media and it spread around the world. Other tweets went around suggesting that ibuprofen can cause severe cases of the disease, even in the young, younger generations with no past medical history. Now, over in the UK, researchers are saying that there is no official specific evidence which proves that patients taking ibuprofen will make their disease much more severe, and there has been no specific research looking into the use of ibuprofen in coronavirus. So this includes the link between use of ibuprofen and likelihood of contracting the virus, and the link between use of ibuprofen and worsening the disease. The official guidelines from gov.uk on this matter are that there is no strong evidence that ibuprofen can make COVID-19 worse. Then the current advice is to stick to paracetamol for managing the symptoms of coronavirus, such as the fever and the body aches. And they do advise that those people who are already taking ibuprofen for other medical conditions, such as arthritis, should continue to do so unless told otherwise by the doctor. Myth number two is all about blood groups and coronavirus. And this all stems from a study carried out in Wuhan, where the first cases of COVID-19 came from, which has suggested that being in blood group A category may have a higher chance of contracting the virus than those who are blood group O. Now, obviously, with social media spiraling out of control, this has caused many people to find out what blood group type they are and start panicking if they are type A. Now, the actual study looked at 2,000 people in Wuhan who were diagnosed with COVID-19 and compared their blood group types with the general population in the region. And in the conclusion, it even states that it would be too premature to use the results in clinical practice, and this is extremely important. Firstly, this study looked into just 2,000 people in the area, which is not a large number, especially in a pandemic where the disease has spread around the world. It also hasn't been reviewed by peers, and this is a vital step in publishing research where other scientists look at the work and identify any errors in the conclusions or flaws in the method methods used to conduct the research. 
fundamentally everyone should adopt the same preventative measures regardless of their blood group as there is no robust scientific evidence to prove that blood group has a direct relationship with COVID-19. Myth number three, drinking hot water can stop the spread of coronavirus. This is something which has been circulating all over social media. It suggests that drinking hot water will kill off the virus. Now the average body temperature is around 37 degrees Celsius and so if this theory was true then no one would get the virus in the first place and we certainly wouldn't need to drink hot water to cure it. Similarly taking a hot bath also doesn't kill the virus and drinking lots of water doesn't prevent you from getting it. The virus spreads mainly through droplets of saliva or discharge when a person coughs, sneezes, laughs or even exhales. For those people that do get it Part of the supportive treatment is hydration, so it is imperative to stay well hydrated and drink lots of water, but this won't prevent you from getting it. Myth number four, gargling bleach can kill off the virus. This is definitely not true. Bleach is extremely corrosive and gargling it will definitely not kill the virus, but can potentially cause some serious damage to your intestines. Myth number five, Vitamin C supplements will stop you getting the virus. Now, to date, there is no evidence that suggests that vitamin C supplementation will prevent you from contracting coronavirus. It is true that vitamin C has several protective effects in the body, including being an antioxidant where it helps the body fight particles called free radicals that can damage body tissues. It's essential to include vitamin C in your diet, COVID-19 or no COVID-19. However, there is no evidence to, to suggest that going overboard with vitamin C will prevent you from contracting the virus. Myth number five, wearing face masks can protect against coronavirus. This is an ongoing debate and it's an important issue to address. As the cases of coronavirus continues to rise across the world, it has resulted in pre people frantically searching for the surgical masks in order to protect themselves. Now, a lot of people seem to be under the misconception that if they wear a face mask, this will stop them getting coronavirus. I'd like to now categorically deny these claims and I will explain why. COVID-19 is a respiratory virus and it is spread via droplets which contain the virus. These droplets are transmitted from a person when they breathe, cough, sneeze, laugh, sing and so on. Additionally, the droplets containing the virus can land on objects and surfaces and somebody that then goes and touches those objects or surfaces and then touches their face, can, this can also lead to transmission. The masks are effective in preventing spread of the virus by capturing these droplets, which is the main transmission route of the virus. However, they are not fully effective. If you have ever worn one of these masks, then you will know that there is not an airtight seal between the mask and your face. This means that there is still room for air droplets to escape into the atmosphere and onto the surfaces. There are also tiny viral particles, which are known as aerosols, that can potentially penetrate through the mask. The WHO, World Health Organization, have advised that if you are likely to be in close contact with someone who is infected, for example if you are their full-time carer or a frontline NHS worker, then wearing a mask will reduce transmission. Additionally, if you are showing symptoms or have been diagnosed, then wearing a mask can protect others. But if you are walking along a quiet street with no symptoms and not near anyone that you know is infected, then wearing a mask will probably have minimal impact. 
the WHO also importantly states that the masks are not effective on their own. So if you are not washing your hands, socially distancing, and avoiding touching your face unless with clean hands, then using the masks become futile. So the masks only have an effect if they are combined with other measures. And if you are wearing a mask, then it is also vital that you know exactly how to apply them and how to dispose of them. And you can find guidance on this on the WHO website. Myth number six. The virus only kills the elderly and those with pre-existing medical conditions. Now this is the final and the most important topic to talk about. Initially, when the virus first started causing fatalities, it was limited to the elderly population and those people with pre-existing chronic medical conditions such as diabetes, heart failure, cancers and chronic lung conditions like COPD. Several months later, it is true that these people are more vulnerable to becoming severely ill if they contract COVID-19. However, it is becoming increasingly apparent that even younger people and people with no pre-existing medical conditions can develop severe symptoms which, which could be life-threatening. And this is why preventative measures are so important. Things like frequent washing of hands with water and soap for 20 seconds, complete social isolation, remaining indoors as much as possible, and avoiding contact with people who are sneezing and coughing. So I hope that that clears up some confusion that you may have had regarding these various myths that are circulating through social media. The most important thing for you to do is to stay safe, stay positive, stay clean and stay at home. Thank you very much for listening and see you next time. Goodbye.